welcome everyone to the show tonight. This is the Renegade Podcast. We have a really good show for you tonight. I have Wes in the studio, and I also have Duke in the studio. We have uh, we have a lot of topics we're going to discuss tonight. I'm sorry about my voice. I've been sick, trying to get over a little a little bug. Hopefully, I feel better in the next few days. But tonight, we're going to be discussing discussing some topics. I think everyone's going to enjoy. Wes, welcome to the show. Duke, welcome to the show. Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy New Year. So we do another show, but I think we'll try to get another one in here before the New Year starts. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Doing good. Doing good. Happy holidays to you guys. You, you know, still sound terrible. I know. I'm trying. My, I'm sorry about my voice. I'm gonna, you know, it's probably going to be shifting in and out, which might not be a bad thing because uh, a lot of people don't like to listen to me for too long. I, I want to thank you guys for being here and... Uh, how was your guys' week? Do you, do you guys have anything you want to talk about or anything you want to bring up? I, I got a uh, I got a message from a lady. I won't mention her name because I won't embarrass her. Uh, but she says, hi, Wes. If your bro Woody is single, have him email me. So there you go, Wood. You'll find love. Just like we've been talking about. So, so I won't spend Christmas alone this year? <laughs> <laughs> I'll forward her to you and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I actually haven't had a uh, chance to check it out. But thank you. Uh, what was her name again? Uh, I'll just leave it at K. Oh, oh, okay. We'll leave it at that. Well, thank you, K, and uh, I will check it out. I'll, I'll probably respond to that. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm Duke, sure. Duke, sure, you'll respond to that. I'll respond to it. <laughs> I'll respond to it. Duke, how you doing, buddy? Uh, okay. It's been really cold here. We had, uh, like I was telling you earlier, we had 17 below last night. So, <clears throat> with my limited mobility, I'm not in like any big hurry to go outside whenever I can avoid it. Uh, it just takes too long to go from point A to point B, and I freeze to death many times. So I'm trying to avoid being outside. That's pretty much my week. Did you guys hear about the uh, pastor the, that um, it was in? Uh, <laughs> it was in Texas. This guy's such an asshole. Uh, all these kids are waiting in line, and they're waiting to meet Santa. Then this pastor comes in, and he starts yelling. I'll play a clip here in a minute, but he starts yelling at all the parents. That Santa's not real. Stop lying to your kids. As you watch the video, you see all the disappointment on the kid's face. And I'm thinking, what an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure your church is very welcoming. Very welcoming to uh, new people coming in. That's very- Was this guy into anagrams and just now noticed that if you rearrange uh, the letters on Santa, it spells Satan? Yeah, I don't know. Here's the uh, Here's the clip. Pastor Dave Grisham here for Last Frontier Evangelism. And uh, today we're at the mall in Amarillo, Texas. And we're going to tell the children here today the truth that there is no Santa Claus and that it's Christmas is about Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross to pay for their sins. And Jesus was born in a manger 2016 years ago. So here we go. We're going to tell them the truth. Folks, my name is Pastor David. Kids, I wanted to tell you today that there is no such thing as Santa Claus. Santa Claus does not exist. The Christmas season is about Jesus. Jesus was born 2016 years ago. He was born in a manger in a small town called Bethlehem. And that's the truth about Christmas. The man you're going to see today is just a man in a suit dressed up like Santa, but Santa does not exist. Santa's not real. And parents, y'all need to stop lying to your children and telling them that Santa Claus is real when in fact he's not. 
when you substitute the lie of Santa Claus in the heart of your child for the truth of Jesus Christ, you are bearing false witness against God. Don't lie to your children and tell them there's such a thing as Santa when you know in reality that there are no flying reindeer, there is no workshop at the North Pole, there is no elves making toys, that you buy all the gifts and put them under the tree, that's all the truth. And there is no real Santa Claus. There is no Santa. It is not your place to lie to your children. Tell them the truth Stop. about Jesus Christ. Hey, Tell them the truth Stop. about what Christmas Stop. is all about. Stop. That it's about Jesus Stop. and it's not about Santa Stop. Claus. It's, it's there is no Santa Claus. There is no Santa Claus. It's about Jesus. Tell them the truth. Go. Yes, we do tell them the truth. Now, go on. Sir, don't put your hands on then me. Go on. Quit put talking this mess. You understand me? Put, keep now your stop. hands to yourself. I got my kids over there. We don't need you coming over here blabbing whatever the hell you blabbing. I'm telling so them the on. truth. That there go. is no Santa Claus. Now, go. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. You need to keep your hands to yourself, sir. And don't put your hands on people. That's Then don't come over here talking your mess. And don't come over here and tell your children the truth. That there is no Santa Claus. That's not your decision for me to tell my kids what's the truth and what's not. The truth is there is no Santa Claus. There is no Santa. And Christmas is about Jesus. And the parents are all right with that. The parents are all right with lying to their kids. Yeah. Not your decision to make. That's a sin. It's a sin in the eyes of God. Kids, there is is no Santa. Santa's not real. Your parents are lying to you. Don't believe it. There is a Santa. Y'all have a nice day. That's very Christian. That's very Christian of... uh, uh, that's, you know, some people say that's not Christian, but then, no, that's pretty close. That's very Christian-like. Yeah, yeah. That poor little kid, man. I feel bad for him. He was like, what, eight, nine years old or something like that? Yeah, and the dad's like, would you shut the fuck He's up? He's like, would you just shut your mouth? <laughs> yeah, that that is funny. And you know what's funny about that is it's uh, that's kind of the typical Christian Christian mentality on on a lot of things is, uh, hey, let's go around these eight, these eight and like nine-year-olds day, say that, you know, Christmas isn't real or, or Santa Claus isn't real. That's too bad, man. You know what? Just enjoy the enjoy the moment. I tell you what, if I was a parent in there, I'd have been freaking pissed off, dude. I would have had words with that guy. It, it probably would have ended up in an ugly situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how you slice it, that comes up lame as hell because it's up to the parents to decide if they want to tell their kid they're Santa Claus or not. It has nothing to do with somebody else. Nah, but like I said, it's your typical Christian. You believe what I believe. And I mean, everyone knows Santa's not real. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's kind of a dick move. What? Uh, <laughs> um, the other one that's funny, I guess it's not really funny. Uh, I'll tell you why I think it's funny. Uh, do you hear about the Santa? Nothing like Christmas to bring out the best in people. Did you hear about Santa that body shames <laughs> a nine year old boy? <laughs> no, I, I actually did hear about it, but let's, let's, let's have you tell the, tell the story. Here's the, uh, clip. Boy in North Carolina was getting ready to see Santa Claus with his brother. When he got there, though, there was nothing jolly about this old St. Nick. Nine-year-old Anthony Mays and his brother just finishing waiting in line to see Santa. Anthony gets on Santa's lap. He asks for a drone and an iPod for Christmas. What Santa said to him next brought the young guy to tears. And when I got done, he said, just lay off the hamburgers and french fries, and that really just disrespected me, and I felt awful. Well, Anthony tore up the picture with Santa Claus, was hired by the mall to spread good cheer, and now Anthony says he's not going back to that mall to see Santa again. 
The boy's mother says instead of an apology, she hopes the city gives that guy a pink slip. Hey, so, that makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, nothing like uh, Santa to uh, nothing like a fat guy in a nighttime nighty night to uh, tell you how much of a fatty you are. He's like, get off my get off my lap, mother ever. <laughs> yeah. Santa's like the quintessential lardo. If he's giving you a hard time about being fat, um, you're fat. Yeah, nothing like telling a little kid, hey, lie off the hamburgers and uh, french fries. <laughs> he's like, no more Burger King for you. Yeah, here's a guy. Here's basically a homeless guy. I'll break it down for everyone. When you take your kid and you go set him on Santa's lap, you're basically setting him on a homeless man's lap. That's making like five bucks an hour to talk to your kids. So what do you expect? Don't take your kids. Don't set them on a stranger's lap. You know, this little kid, I feel bad for him, you know, being called a fatty by a fatty, but uh, it's... He's probably got a pint of whiskey in his pocket. And he's like, hey, get off my lap, fatty. Yeah, here's a guy like in a... Ba- co- it's like bad Santa all over again. Yeah, it is, man. It's like a Santa's in a costume making five bucks an hour telling this little kid how fat he is and to lay off the hamburgers. Uh, and they're hoping he gets fired. Well, I got news for everyone. Come January 1st, he will be fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so back in 2015, this guy is going to, this guy has this rare disease. And it's called, uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called. It's a Russian guy. It's called Wernig Hoffman disease. Have you guys ever heard of that? Never. Okay, so it's a 31-year-old Russian uh, citizen, a Russian gentleman. And he has this rare disease. And what it does is it affects the spinal, your spinal cord and all the, the, mu- the muscle, I guess they call it atrophy. Uh, to where eventually you're, what it is is your body's basically dying. So this guy's a computer scientist. And, you know, he's wondering what options do I have? Well, apparently there is um, a neurosurgeon from Italy and a group of his team are going to be doing the first head transplant onto another body. Really? And this could happen as early as 2017. Yeah, so what they do is they're going to end up cooling the body down uh, to a, a negative 31 degrees. I'm sorry, guys. My everybody, my voice is so bad. Negative 31 degrees. They also have to make uh, the donor body at the equal that equal temperature, right? So then they, what they do is when it gets down to temperature, they're going to whack the head off more or less, and reattach everything. Well, this guy is going to after that happens, uh, and they feel very confident that he'll live through all this and everything's going to be a okay. Uh, and after this happens, he'll be in a coma for a month, and then after he comes out of this this uh, month coma. He's going to go through a year of uh, some some sort of some sort of like therapy to learn how to walk all over it again. I feel really bad for this guy, but I'm I'm not so sure if like the disease is going to kill him or if this thing is going to kill him. I I, I don't. I, are we ready for something like that? I don't think we're ready for like reattaching heads on body parts and and something to that extreme. I thought it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was very kind of uh, concerning. And uh, I don't know, man. It seemed really uh. creepy to me. I wouldn't lay any big bets on him sur- surviving it. That's what I was going to say. You guys want to do some bets now, and we can collect in a couple of years. <laughs> well, let me say, let me rephrase that. Um, they may be able to keep him alive, but I think the chances of them getting him to be mobile again are really slim. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I I, I really don't see it happening. But they're saying it's it's going to be as early. The surgery is actually scheduled to be uh, taking place as early as 2017. So. Uh, there you go, uh, for all those people that have their New Year or New Year's resolutions that are going to hit the gym and try to get in shape. If it doesn't work for you, you can do a head transplant onto another body. 
So good luck. It's probably good news for George Soros, too, after his sixth heart transplant. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, it's, it's like, where do these donor bodies come from? Are they, I mean, apparently mm-hmm. apparently this body is still, and they're going to do the surgery in 2017. So the guy that's actually doing the donor body, you know, kind of makes you think, I wonder what his problems are. But uh, anyways, found it interesting. I thought I'd share it with you all. Yeah, that's really weird. Some of the stuff they come up with medical technology-wise, you kind of scratch your head and go, weren't they writing science fiction stories about this crazy crap like 30 years ago? <laughs> now they're trying to actually do it? Yeah, I thought it was very odd. I don't like to go to the doctor when I'm sick and have them poke and prod you, let alone have them cut my head off and put it on someone else's body. I can't even imagine. Hopefully that guy survives. I can't imagine. I hope he does. Well, he's actually, you know what, and it's kind of, and you can look it up. The guy's on all over, kind of all over the news, and he's in bad shape, man. He's he's uh, basically wheelchair-bound, can't move anything on his body anymore, and he's, you know, it's just kind of a matter of time. So that's one of those tough decisions. Do you want Do you want to further research and try this and try to extend your life, or you just want to live out the last few years of your life? It's, you know. Yeah. Makes you wonder if Stephen Hawking is going to find a body and get him one done too. That's the first thing I thought of too when I when I saw that story. Yeah, and where do they get the donor bodies from? That's real interesting. Are they people that have like, uh, if I die, I'm a donor or something like that on their driver's license, or is this from outside the country, or you know somebody committed suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head five times, or what are we talking about? Yeah, I'm not real sure. I didn't go into that depth of uh, details, but. Uh, you know, I wish the guy luck, and uh, I hope it works out for him. Uh, I'm not so sure that we're scientifically there yet, but we could be. Don't know. Well, I do know they did experiments like this in Russia a long time ago with dogs, and they uh, actually, actually managed to keep a dog's uh, head completely off its body alive for a really long time. Yeah, and it, react- it was reactive and everything, too, so... They said as long as the from the article that I read, as long as you keep the keep it at a certain uh, degree, the negative thirty one degrees, what it does is it slows everything down enough for them to be able to do the surgery, and then it's just a matter of healing. And they're using a, uh, I don't know, I guess I should have done more research, but they're using a uh, chemical, some sort of natural chemical, in order to make the head bond to the spinal cord and all the muscle tissues and the, and all the nerve endings and everything fused together i don't know it is beyond me i mean some, some kind of, of super glue yeah some sort of it was like gorilla glue they put on there and they they put everything back together <laughs> the gorilla tape your head back on when yeah, you put it like, on there it's like toy story i don't know but, what, what a poor bastard man i feel I bad for him it. yeah i feel bad for i just feel I bad for the guy that he's in that kind of horrible shape that he's even considering doing something like that i wonder if he's got a choice of bodies you know what i mean i wonder if you're like this can sound really <laughs> insensitive but Let's say the guy's like a buck eighty, and then some guy comes in that's like three hundred and fifty pounds, and they're like, "We're going to slam him on this." When you get back to walking, you're going to have to, uh, you know, get get in shape. Yeah, you get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work on it. Or yeah. I wonder if you know. I wonder if you get a choice of. Uh, I guess it's getting pretty dark and deep. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a male body, not a female body, right? Yeah. Because this is a male. <laughs> yeah. Transgender by accident. And what about the outdoorsman that bags Bigfoot and wants to have his body? Yeah, I don't know that that would happen. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got any uh, New Year's resolutions? I can tell you mine. We'll start with Duke. And I made the last one um, five or six years ago, and I've kept it 100%. And that was I resolved to never make New Year's resolutions again. 
That's no fun. Oh, that's the easy way out. Bum, bum, bum. True, too. Womp, womp, womp. No, those things, that's true. You're just setting yourself up for disaster. It's like you're being pressured because it's a, uh, it's the thing to do. It's the social norm to make a resolution for New Year's, whether you really feel like you should or not. And so you're already pretty much setting yourself up to not follow through. You sound like that pastor from uh, Texas. Sounds like the Grinch to me. (laughs) (laughs) I just think New Year's resolutions are, well, it's a load of crap. It's an artificial day anyway. Any day could be declared the beginning of the new year. It doesn't really matter what day. Well, thanks for ruining the fun. Woody, do you have any New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I actually do. Thank you, you would like to share with the audience? I really do. And, you know, I want to thank you for asking me that because I do have a New Year's resolution. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I, I really do have a New Year's resolution. I would like to, uh, I'm going to be one of those guys that joins the gym and then works out for three months and then quits. Oh, that's nice. That's what I'm going to do this year. That's my New Year's resolution. It's a good thing to do during the winter. You can't really be outside a lot anyway. Yeah, so that's, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get back in shape, get back in summer shape. And you know what? Since we're talking about this, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to challenge you. Oh, yeah, you might be careful. Careful I'm, now. I think I'm going to challenge you to that. To what? I'll oh. do it right now. Let's do it on there. You I'll want to? Yeah, I'll challenge you. What do you got? I'm not real sure. I just You're going to cut your head off and I put on some going to be the tide challenge. <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really. I just kind of thought of, thought about it right now. I don't know. Maybe we'll. Uh... Yeah. No. I was actually going to uh, start hitting the gym and cutting back mm-hmm. on the uh, beer. You know, the, the whole beer belly thing, uh, which is true. But you know, if I cut beer out of my diet, and right. I, I sound like an alcoholic, but if I cut beer out of my diet and ate a little bit better, I'd drop weight like this on tomorrow. Well, so listen, let's, we'll listen here, Mister Light Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's have a little challenge, you and I. What's the winner get? We don't have. I don't have a scale right here. I mean, I got an iPhone. But we can do a scale next time on the next yeah, show. We can do a scale. <laughs> and and uh, by when? Well, you got to do that. You got to do. You at least do the ninety day challenge, right? You do Let's say days. April first. April first. We'll come back and see where we're at. I'm going to smoke your ass like you wouldn't. We'll believe. see. We'll see. You forget who you're playing with here. You're playing. So with who, what are you trying to achieve so exactly? Is it, get in shape, lose weight, sexy, quit drinking brother. beer, uh, pure sexy. Yeah, well, I already got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Touche. No, yeah, we could do, uh, you want to do pounds or do you want to do uh, who's ever in, I guess it's hard to judge who's in better shape. I mean, if well, you. Well, when I'm four feet tall and you're like seven feet tall, that's actually <laughs> kind of hard, right? Yeah, um, I think weight's fair. I think you and I are, we'll have to jump we're, on scale. We're similar. I, I we're might have 10, within, 15 pounds on you, but. We're within it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's close enough. So I'm down with that. I agree to that. Okay. I accept your challenge. And and Duke, you're... Uh, well, you should say you accept my challenge. I'll accept your challenge. Okay. Let's shake on it. You want it? Yep. You're on. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Good luck to you. <laughs> Good luck. I hope your new body works out for you. Good luck to you, sir. Duke, you want in on this? Uh, I don't see how I can let's, really uh, get in on it. I'll tell you what. Let's, you. let's throw 20 bucks on it. Let's make it a fur bet. 20 bucks. I'm, oh, that's I, I would do that's 100, easy. but... No one here has a pot to piss in, so <laughs> yeah. Let's do twenty, twenty bucks. We can do that. Let's do. You in? You gonna get on this, or you gonna? No, can't go work out and don't drink beer either. So uh, my do... weight will stay about the same no matter what I do. Oh, you could do push-ups. You could do uh, <laughs> big strong guy. Yeah, you'd be surprised. All right, we'll let Duke be the. Uh, he'll be the official. We'll do the weigh-in next show. Yep. Duke, you're you're in charge of moderating this. You, you're not gonna mess this up, right? No. Nope. Okay. We could do twenty bucks, right? 
So let's say we do the 20 bucks. I say it has to be more than 20. Yeah, let's do it. So, no, this is what, fill me out here. Make it 100. 100, we could do 100. Let's do it. Okay, we'll do 100. But then I think we should set a certain weight and then per pound, we'll figure it out. Next show. Next show, we'll have this later. We'll have this figured out. $100. Yep, I'm down. Okay. You know, if you guys are starting out at different heights, um, the fair way to do it is to well, figure I'm out like 20 years you're... younger too, so I'll, I'll mop right. the floor with this guy. He has no okay. clue. Mm-hmm. You know, this like AARP over here uh, telling me he's going to match me. You know, I, it, you don't know what you got yourself into. I'm like the Hulkster compared to you. Guys. You guys need to weigh yourselves right now and then figure out the percentage of total body weight that you lost. That way, it's fair and square. We could do total pounds. Pounds would be fair. I was thinking about that. That's what I was trying to go into the pound thing. And yeah, then, we could, let's just do pounds. Pounds is fair. We could do total pounds and then see who wins. And then, uh, what, what about you, Duke? You okay with that? Hey, however you guys want to do it, it's it's your battle. <laughs> <laughs> he wants nothing to do with it. All right. Yeah, I say we do pounds. We can do percentage too. Either way, I'm going to win. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's irrelevant. Just, we'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that, Mister Lightbeer. <laughs> All right. Oh, the challenge! You heard it here. You heard it here first. You heard people. it first here. Yeah. Renegade podcast. Breaking news! Bum 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 bum. So, do you guys want to talk about Trump a little bit? Who? Did you say who? <laughs> I said cool. Oh, cool! I thought you said I was like, who? No, I said who? <laughs> oh. No, I thought we talk about Trump um, after we come back from the break. Uh, and my question to you guys are: uh, Do you think Trump is actually going to follow through with uh, some of the things he said he's going to do? Uh, once he is actually uh, the president of the United States. So after our break here, guys, we'll come back. And uh, whoever wants to take the floor next, feel free to go ahead and speak up. So we're going to go to break now. See you in a few. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for coming back. And, and we were just talking about, we're starting to get into Don- talking a little bit about Donald Trump. And, uh, and what he's going through puberty. Yeah, I am, man, all over again. It's even worse the second time around. But uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Trump. And, um, you know, do you guys really think he's going to follow through on all of his promises? And what I mean by that is the most obvious that everybody's probably been talking about is the wall. Do you really think he's going to follow through? And do you think he is going to actually build this gigantic wall that everybody has, that he's pictured for uh, the American people? I mean, I know from listening to Donald Trump, uh, and the you know during his campaign, that I mean I picture something this elaborate great uh, brick wall that's gonna that, uh, pretty much like a castle fortress type wall, and I think that's probably a lot of what the uh, American people today are expecting. I, I'm I'm really curious on how he's gonna pull this one off. I mean he's not a magician. Uh, do I and do I think Trump is going to? Uh, actually do this or what is what is he going to do i just want your guys thoughts to see what you think don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this well from what i've heard he's already been taking bids for it he's not listen he may and and i know i sound like the democrat out of the three of us and i'm really not i'm actually everybody out there listen to what wes is saying right now because if he's wrong you're all going to want to remember when he said it yeah, now you'll want to remember this because I'll I'll educate the audience on it. Uh, I'm way more pro Trump than Hillary than for Hillary. I mean, if I had my choice, I'd choose Trump over Hillary, but I'm not a huge fan of Trump. But he may end up building a wall. Mexico will not pay for this wall. I hate to break it to everyone. Mexico will not pay for this wall. And if he forces Mexico, if he gets rid of NAFTA, 
You know, I think I should explain NAFTA to the audience because I think there's a lot of people, they fall into this category of like, Trump's like, yeah, we're going to build a wall and guess who's going to pay for it? Those Mexicans. And everyone's like, yeah, let's have those Mexicans pay for it. And no one stops and goes, well, what does that mean? Like, how? what do you mean have the Mexicans pay for it? How, why is Mexico going to pay for this wall? And what what are you talking about, crazy man? Yeah, I'm all for a wall. And I think he'll end up building a wall. But I'm telling you right now, Mexico will not pay for that wall. I, probably, I already know how he's going to get them to pay for it. Tell me. Very simple. They're going to pay for it indirectly. He already mentioned that he's going to install a 35% tariff on everything, especially businesses that were shipped out of the U.S. to Mexico for any goods that are coming back into the U.S. You take the money from that 35% tariff, boom, there's your wall. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to explain to you why you're wrong. In most people, here's here's how NAFTA works. Uh, for the audience, I'll dumb it down. Yeah, to but this. he's getting rid of that too. By the way, well, that's so that why, doesn't matter. Uh, that was but my. That that's was my, why he can't that's do my, it. Go he ahead. can't do it because of NAFTA. Yeah, he can get rid of NAFTA, and then he can do it. Do you realize what would happen if he got rid of NAFTA? Do you have? Yeah, any? it would save our country, and it would help no, all of North no, America. No, you're NAFTA wrong. is a nightmare. You're right there. Perot was absolutely right when he said, "Do you hear that big sucking sound? That's all the jobs going south of the border from NAFTA." All right. So for the audience, I'll explain NAFTA. Because I think there's probably some people out there that have no clue what NAFTA is. NAFTA was actually – everyone says, oh, it was Clinton. It was Clinton. The found, the foundation for NAFTA was actually put in place by George Bush Sr. Yep. Clinton signed it into law. Here's how NAFTA works. So NAFTA is only between Canada, America, Mexico and, and Mexico. Only those three countries. And I've heard a lot of Trump speeches where he blurs the lines, says NAFTA, and then talks about how China's ripping North us China. off. Yeah, China. China. Wait, 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 wait. China. North American free trade. That's all the countries in North America. There's your answer. No, no, no. The rest no. of them are in Central and South America. No, we're talking about NAFTA. NAFTA yeah, is only. NAFTA, North American free trade. It's only North Can America. It's that's only Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. That's all that's in North America. Right. That's all of North America. That's what you just said. That's what I'm saying. In his defense, that's what he said. I'm yeah. saying Trump blurs the lines and he'll throw China in there. China has nothing to do with NAFTA. Has absolutely That's the TPP, nothing. the Trans-Pacific uh, Trade Partnership that he, they're trying to set up. But he blurs the lines when he talks about NAFTA and talks about building this wall and Mexico paying for the wall. Here's how NAFTA works. So back in 1993, I think it was 93. might have been 94. I'm pretty sure it was 93. Uh, it got signed into law. And how NAFTA works is between all three countries, there are several requirements. The first requirement is the goods and services that a country makes, they have to make it within their borders in order for it to qualify for NAFTA. So, like, Mexico couldn't go to, like, China, order a bunch of stuff, right, you know, throw the prices to the roof, and then sell it back into the U.S. at no taxes. So that's the first thing. Right. Whatever goods and services you make has to be within that country. The second portion, and was mainly for Mexico, was the workers had to be paid a, free, a, a fair wage. Meaning, let's say uh, a factory job in the United States. Let's say the people at those factory jobs are making 15 bucks an hour. Well, can't, and this is what goes for Canada too, but mainly it was put in place for Mexico. Mexico couldn't go, well, we're going to pay our, our workers 50 cents an hour. It had to be comparable to what it was in the United States. And that might be five bucks an hour or six bucks an hour. It's still not going to match up because they can't afford to pay what we pay our workers in. Well, you're States. talking about your apples and oranges, right? Well, right? But it had to be fair. It had to be comparable, and it had to be fair. 
the third, and there's a long list of, of things they have to do in order for your product or services to fall under NAFTA, but the third thing was environmental. So we have environmental laws here in the United States. Mexico is pretty lax on a lot of their environmental laws. And so they had to follow the same standards as we do. But here's where NAFTA kind of screwed Mexico. Here's And here's one example. There's a bunch of examples. Prior to this, our trade, they had a trade deficit with us. Mexico actually had a huge trade deficit pre, pre-NAFTA. After NAFTA, it's the other way around. Mm. But one of the things with, let's say corn, for example. Corn's a good example. Let's say corn. In the United States, let's, and I'm just throwing numbers and, and units at, it, at you guys. They mean nothing, but it's a perfect example. Let's say in the United States it takes it costs three bucks to make a unit of corn in the United States, which most of the farmers in the United States are actually large corporations. They're not yep. uh, your little tiny mom and pop farmers like most people think. Most of them are huge corporations. Oh. But let's say it costs three- thirty years ago they were mom and pop farmers. They've all been bought out. Anybody that's got less than about three four thousand acres can't make money anymore, so they just got bought out. Right. So let's say it costs three bucks to make a unit of corn. The government subsidizes the the farmers. There's a subsidy if you're a farmer. So they'll give you money. So instead of that same unit costing a farmer three bucks for a unit, it now costs two bucks. So it actually costs less than it really does for you to make it. So it costs two bucks. Because there's large corporations in America with farms, Mexico didn't have that. Mexico actually had your little mom and pop farmers. And let's say in Mexico it costs three bucks to make a unit of corn. Well, to make a profit off that, you have to sell it at five bucks to make a profit off that, just to stay afloat. In the United States, they can sell it for three bucks, and now they're making a profit because it only costs them two dollars after subsidy. So, do you realize forty-two percent of all agriculture in Mexico comes from the United States? So, if we got rid of NAFTA tomorrow and said we're going to just start taxing everything you guys come in or you guys want to make it fair. You guys want to try and tax us. That's fine. We There would be so many people that would end up starving. There would be so many people hurting for money. Uh, for uh, corn or for anything, that might cost a buck fifty. It's now going to cost you 50 bucks in Mexico. And the, the other thing, too, the reason why there was such a shift of people coming over here, all those farmers, you remember back in the 90s where you'd see – Mexicans out working the fields. They was I know that's very stereotypical, but the reason why is a lot of them are farmers over in Mexico and after NAFTA, they got screwed. That's all they know. And so the, yeah, that's all they know. So they'll come over here and do that and make way more money than they'd ever make in Mexico. Not only that, but then they start doing manufacturing jobs. The problem with NAFTA is I think most of the corporations if you want my honest opinion came up with NAFTA, but yep. corporations went, "Hey, listen, it doesn't cost us – they're not going to tax us for our product. We'll go make it in Mexico, pay the worker 5 bucks an hour instead of 15 20 bucks an hour in the United States. We'll pay him 5 bucks an hour like Carrier and some of these others that we're going to go. And we'll go over there and we'll just make their product in Mexico and then we'll send it back to the United States. Now, if you're a corporation, why wouldn't you do that? You're always looking to improve your bottom line. It's business. It's business. It's not yep. personal. And so when they look at this, they go, well, let's just take over to – let's take the Ford plant. Let's take our plant, whatever, our manufacturing. Let's take it over to Mexico. We'll pay them 5 bucks an hour. And so all of those people now are working. 
So NAFTA isn't as simple. You can't go to Mexico. It'd be like, and I made this argument to Woody the other night. It'd be like someone saying, hey, I'm tired of your kids and your dog coming over in my yard. So guess what, asshole, to your neighbor? I'm going to go and build a fence, and you're going to pay for it. <laughs> your neighbor's going to be like, go after yourself. You build a fence all you want. I'm not paying for anything. And so it's not as simple as, hey, let's build a wall, and let's get them Mexicans to pay for it. It doesn't quite work. The world, I hate to break it to everyone listening, the world's not as black and white as Trump likes to play it off. It's very well, much. Well, that's an oversimplification. The fact the guy is worth $10 billion should tell you he's not stupid. IQ 153, by the way. I didn't say he was stupid. I just think he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's just simplifying it. He doesn't know what he's talking about in the situation. He has no clue what he's talking about in the situation. We'll you see. cannot go to Mexico. And say, hey, we're going to start taxing every. How many people do you think? How many immigrants do you think are going to? Not going to get any money directly from Mexico. I don't think he ever intended that, nor did he ever say that. He said we're going to get them to pay for it. No, that's I, rather nebulous. And I understand exactly what he's saying. I understand the whole argument. I mean, there's nothing to not understand what he's saying. How? Let me ask you this: How many of those uh, Mexicans do you think are going to come crossing over the border when it cost fifty bucks to what normally cost five dollars? Now it costs fifty dollars for food. How many of those do you think are going to come back over that border looking for food? You think they're coming over for jobs now? We'll take someone's food <laughs> away and find out what happens. And I got news for Trump too: a wall doesn't stop people from coming over. You think a wall's going to stop them? Some of those cartels are some of the biggest, uh, best tunnel diggers I've ever seen in my freaking life. They would make the Army Corps of en Engineers look like a bunch of high school girls. A lot of those guys really know what they're doing. And then I watched a video of guys climbing over with climbing gear where we have mm -hmm. a wall in some places. So I'm telling you, 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 if he goes in there and he does this and he says, we're going to start taxing everything now. F you guys. You guys are going to pay for this wall. Immigration's going to going to explode. Hands down is going to explode. And, there, and it might end up being war. Imagine if 42% of our agriculture came from Mexico. And now Mexico says, you know what, uh, America, we want a wall, and you guys are going to pay for it. Wink, wink. Handshake, handshake. We're going to go ahead and build this wall now. It might cause a war. We'd probably end up sending the, the Marines over there to put Mexico back in check. You're telling me they're not going to do the same? Oh, I'm so scared of Mexico. Well, what I'm saying, though, is it might cause a war. I, I, it's not as simple as everyone thinks. And I'm tired of listening to Trump and his oversimplified well, answers to people. And it, no one no one even knows what NAFTA is. I bet if you took one out of ten people and said, hey, explain NAFTA to me, yeah. I bet you couldn't get three of them to explain Go down at, Go to downtown Portland where all the protesters are. I'm out of here. And say, yeah, <laughs> and, say, and ask them what NAFTA is, and, and they probably wouldn't have an answer for you. But, you know, and that was when you and I, Wes, we talked the other night, and you and I had a, had a disagreement, you know, a disagreement we were talking about. It was a bit. fist fight. Yeah. And I smoked you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll win the weight challenge then, all right? <laughs> Uh, no, no, and yeah, no, and and uh, one of my biggest arguments were was or not my argument, but one of the one of the things I had to say was the same thing was the Mexicans are their masters of digging underground tunnels. Do you realize that El Chapo, his name was El Chapo, when he was in when he was in prison, that they actually had to dig a, a, a thirty foot deep hole tunnel that was thirty feet deep. I'm sorry, thirty foot deep tunnel that was that was you know uh, three quarters of a mile away from the actual the prison, and they had to hit a two by two spot. Uh, in order to to get uh, El Chapo out of there, so really, I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, after doing further research and uh, really trying to prove you wrong because I love to do that, but uh, I really had a hard time, you know, and really believing the whole wall thing, and I and I'm starting to 
I don't know. I'm not really changing my mind up about Trump, but I think that the whole wall thing is kind of a little bit far fetched. I think he will go in. I think he will. He will shore up some some areas. Um, that Which need, he should that that need to be shored up. That, that need to be fixed uh, in certain areas. Maybe he will build a wall. There will be a fence. You know, maybe in certain areas. But really, when it comes down to it, and you start taking people's food away, and you start taking things like that away. Uh, people will do whatever it takes, and it's amazing what uh, you know humans will do in order to survive. And one of them, considering we're doing that to Russia right now, and, and, and we're of, wondering why they're angry. And, and really, you know, in order for people to survive in Mexico, when you come right down to it, can NAFTA be changed? Yes, I believe that it probably could. Will it be changed overnight? No, it won't. Will we see it in the first? Will we see it in four years with Trump? You know, put in president when he's actually in presidency. And he, and he takes his, you know, takes a spot in the Oval Office. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't really know. But, you know, contracts are made. Contracts are made to be broken. Uh, things can be changed. Hey, look, we didn't, nobody really thought that Trump was actually going to be the president to start with. And here <laughs> we are. It's, this, this was a major upset. Duke did. Yeah, well, Duke yep. did. Uh, Only know, the crazy people thought he was going to be president. Well, I was kind of, I was. Uh, Ian Coulter. And, you know, hey, look, it was, it's, a, it's a big, it's, it's kind of a surprise to some of the people. Uh, and, and you can blame it on that. You can, you can blame it on here. We are going on politics. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought we weren't going to spend this much time. On How it. did that happen again? But here we are, you know, here we are. And, you know, you can blame it on the, 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 the Russian, the, the, the Russian Russians. cyber attack. It's always the Russians fault. You know, uh, you can blame it on a lot of the, you can yeah. blame it on the media. I really do think the media probably swayed part of the election. Uh, and I think it caught a lot of people off guard, but. <laughs> Uh, here we are. Look, he's going to be the next president. Let's do it. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, don't we know. all had to sort of line up behind Obama for the last eight years, whether we really enjoyed having him as a president or not. And, you know, doesn't mean you have to keep your tongue, but you at least have to, like, sort of back them. Go ahead, Duke. Give us your rebuttal to my uh, NAFTA argument and you can go ahead and say whatever you want. Well, I don't really have any rebuttal to your argument. I mean, it's all stuff that I already knew, and I agree with it. We didn't used to have this level of manufacturing in Mexico coming north because before that, it wasn't really that easy to do it. Now that it is enabled by NAFTA, there's a lot more of the manufacturing has gone south of the border, and they're still shipping their goods into the U.S. But that's really not the issue. The issue is with illegal aliens crossing the border, and building a wall is not going to stop them. You can always climb over. You can tunnel under just like you were saying, Wes. And the uh, actual ways that probably would stop them would be very unappealing, and Americans wouldn't go for it. So I'm going to be curious to see what Trump does, too. So you both agree with me Mexico's not paying for a wall. I'm glad we got that straight. Well, he could make it pay for it indirectly. My get, What I'm saying is that whether we put up a wall or not is kind of irrelevant. It's going to slow it down, but it's not going to stop them. They can still tunnel under. They can still climb over when nobody's watching. No comment. <laughs> Mexico ain't paying for the wall. I'll go ahead and put money on the table at this point. Mexico's not paying for that wall. Welcome back from the break. Wes, why don't you go ahead and tell us out really what are your true feelings about Trump? Go ahead, bud. Yeah, I'm all for him putting up a wall. I'm all for him controlling immigration. I'm all for him... Uh, seal, you know, uh, sealing our borders. I'm all for it. And I don't want the audience to know. And I'm not anti-Trump. He just says dumb shit sometimes, and he has no clue what he's talking about when he says it. And he runs his mouth sometimes on a lot of things I agree with him on, 
But sometimes I'm like, Jesus, just you should have stopped right there. Yeah, well, I think I think part yeah. of it uh, part of it is he needs to be he needs to quit being such a gunslinger. You know, he needs to put the the right people around him, uh, the right team around him. Cause, and I made the comment to West, you're only you're only as good as your team. You know, you can be the best quarterback in the world, but you know what? If you don't have the right team that surrounds you, you you're worthless, really. So I, I think he's got to put a good team together, and I think he's in the process of doing that. I mean, in fact, today I heard that he was putting uh, Mag Dog uh, Mattis, uh, General James Mattis, into uh, the Secretary of Defense, and there's a lot of Marines that are really happy about that. But anyways, let's go back to the, to the wall, Duke. Uh, tell me what you think. Uh, I just wanted to compare and contrast what's going on with the uh, the situation down there with what's happening here on the opposite side of the country, up near the Canadian border in Montana. We have a largely agrarian-based society here. There's a lot of uh, wheat. Other things are grown here, uh, cherries, uh, livestock. We've got, like, multiple livestock for each human being in this state. I think there's, like, 20 sheep for each human in the state, five or six head of cattle. So there's, like, a lot of things that illegal immigrants could be doing up here. But there's two things that is keeping them out of the state. One is that the locals won't hire them. And the second thing is that they can't get any benefits in Montana. Now, quite a while ago, a few years ago now, Montana got mad at all of the flood of illegal migrants that were coming in here and trying to get benefits, and they sued the federal government over it. I don't think that's washed out completely yet. But in the meantime, they passed their own legislation locally here saying that you cannot get any benefits of any kind in the state unless you're an American citizen. You can't come in from another state with a driver's license and they'll change it out for you. Uh-uh. They won't do that. Uh, in the last 20 years, the number of illegal migrants in Montana has dropped instead of going up. Building a wall, that's not going to stop them. If there's an attractive reason for them to come here, they're going to keep coming. And it used to just be the seasonal workers that would show up during the summer and work around you know, the farmers and stuff, even way, the way the hell up north where I'm at, that was going on. But now they're living here year-round. Well, why? Because they can get benefits. Quit giving them things, and they will quit coming. I don't know about that. They, you know, most of the time the illegals have Social Security. Look at where the most of them are, California. What are they getting there? Pretty much anything they want. And where the least amount is here, where they get nothing. I do know. Seems pretty simple. I do, I do know. Well, California is easier to get to from Mexico than Montana is. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is they're staying there because they get everything they want there. They don't need to go anywhere else. I do know uh, one of the things is, too, is I, I was a project manager in construction for many, many years. And I had a lot of a lot of people that worked for me, and yeah, I will say, you know what? Some of the some of the illegals that came over from Mexico, from New Mexico, were some of the best workers I've ever had. As far as and I was, I was project manager. I've been even working on my on my team, uh, the company, and I actually had sat down with a couple of them. Uh, one of them was I won't even say their name. I should probably say their name, but uh, I sat down with them and asked them how they did it, and they gave me the plan on how and on how they come in and get all the proper documentation and stuff. So it's not it's it's not a matter of uh, that they can't do it because they will do it and you can change all the laws you want and stuff. But you know what? I'm telling you, uh, they're very good. They're very. There's always ways around. There's always a way around everything. So uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're. And, and you. Although birth certificates pretty hard to get around. Obama couldn't even get around that one. <laughs> oh boy, you both you both have said it. Uh, you know we're not going to stop this. And we're not going to figure this out tonight. But I think we really no, should let's figure it out tonight. I, I really think we should move on. Yeah, I think it. we should keep hammering at it. Until I, we get it I think we should move on from this topic and and, <laughs> and talk about a, a few other things. We're not getting anything accomplished. 
Yeah, you guys have anything else? Or I have something that I could share with both of you guys in case you're looking for uh, some extra Christmas money this year, if, if you're interested. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to, uh, before you go into that, Woody, let's talk about Trump and building this wall. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go again. I can't win here, people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't win here, people. What were you saying? Yep, Christmas me, money. That's fine. No, I don't, you want me to tell you the plan on how 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 yeah. they provide the proper documentation? No, no, I end I up got, dead tomorrow. I'm going to be shot tomorrow. No, I know what you mean. I yeah. work I worked with lots of illegals. Yeah, and, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I I know how they do it, and uh, you know what? They're they're people trying to survive. That's really what it comes down to, you know. And what's the next topic? Next topic, we'll move on. Uh, I got a few things for you. If you guys are looking for some extra Christmas money, there's a couple things that uh, uh, that I found. Uh, one of them is the, you guys, are you guys looking for Christmas money? Are you looking for Christmas money, Wes? Did you buy, yeah. did you buy me a Christmas present this year? <laughs> yeah, you get a Christmas card just like everyone else. Did I tell you what Richter sent me? Why do or I, I guess I'll come back to that. Why do I feel not? I got no Christmas this year. Yeah. You guys know Richter Riola. I've heard of him. He's the, uh, for the audience, he's the. <clears throat> you gotta love Richter though. I, I do. I actually do like Richter a lot. Um, but he is a self-proclaimed homosexual of the Bigfoot community. And I think that's pretty much how he describes himself. Well, he was on, he was on, uh, he was on Bigfoot TV Bally show. And, yeah. Yeah. So you got to kind of back up for people that don't know the Bigfoot. Yeah. No, he, on. so he's been on TV and he does, he has a, a YouTube channel where he attacks other researchers, but it's kind of satire. I don't think he uh, is, I don't think it's mean spirited. Like most people realize Richter has an odd sense of humor. But he sent me a, um, you know, most people send cards like happy holidays. I wish you the best. Right. So he sends me a CD and I need to call him to thank him for this, but it was a nice thought, but he's like, Hey there, big sexy guy, Wes. He's like, Merry Christmas Tia, you big sex machine. Yeah. He's like, here's some of the, uh, he's like, this is my, the form of my Christmas card. And he's like, almost like a radio DJ. He's like, Hey there, sexy guy doing his radio voice. And then he, uh, he breaks into like these are his favorite moments from TV, and all of a sudden it's like bum 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 bum. Thank you for being a friend. All of a sudden, like the girl, Golden Girls Golden start girls playing, come up. and I'm like, what oh, the hell God. is this? And it's like a moment from their TV show, and then he goes on and on and on. But um, uh, it made me laugh. It was a little odd, but it made me laugh, and <laughs> it was odd. I won't say it was odd. His heart was in the right place. No, Richter's. A good I, guy. I do like Richter a lot, so. Uh, it's hard for me to break his balls. I'll probably call him and break his balls. I should do it here on the hair. I should just bring him on. Anyway, call and up. if it wasn't a CD, I'd play a clip. But I don't seem to have a CD player except for in my car. The few things that I've watched by Richter have been really well done. He does a great job on editing and producing them. Richter's a good guy. He's got a different sense of humor. He's like, last time I saw him, he's like, hey, Woody. I'm like, what? He's like, you still straight guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm still straight, Richter. I love you, but I'm still straight, brother. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I got a, I got a couple ideas that uh, I, I ran across today for for both of you, and I'm I'm just going to touch on them both of them really quickly. Uh, number one is uh, I didn't know if you guys needed some. We talked about Christmas money a little bit. NASA is sponsoring the very first space poop challenge. Gross. So I didn't know if you guys were interested in that. What it is is as uh, NASA needs people to come up with a way for astronauts to poop in space and uh instead of you know they they can they have a, a, a development where they can pee in space but not poop apparently and the winter wait will, a minute well, how do you how do you go poop when you're in space it's, it's vacuum they have a vacuum well they that's a, that's what they're trying to come up with they 
the, the problem is... So no one has taken a dump in space? No. It's all been by fluids. All by fluids. What? They have that figured out. But as far as poop, they haven't got the poop figured out on how to get that. Are you listening to this, Duke? And look it up. It's, yeah, I'm, look up. I'm sitting here turning green and looking at gas look, right now. Look up the space poop No, challenge. I believe you. I just can't believe no one's ever taken a crap in no. space. NASA, in fact, NASA... So what do they do? Hook you up with a machine or something? Well, let me finish. Let me finish. So, (laughs) (laughs) you're so fascinated in poop. Uh, So, what they're doing is they've offered a uh, reward to the U.S. citizens on how to overcome this boundary because apparently the the astronauts they spend like up to sometimes one hundred one hundred and forty four hours at a time in space. And um, wait a minute. Wait I a think minute, it's, a it's excuse me. Space suit. Space How do the guys go to the moon? Back wait, wait a minute. Space wait a minute. suit outside of the aircraft. I think that's where we're getting we're getting sideways here. <clears throat> so oh. yeah, wait. it's not it's not in the actual. Uh, what the hell's going on, craft. NASA? What it's the not, hell's going on? It's NASA? not in the craft. It's outside working the craft in a space suit. That's where we're getting bent right here. No, no, no. Here's where we're getting bent. All right. This is effing NASA. They can't figure out how to take a dump in space, so they put out a little uh, a little quiz out there we to the public. On, he said, "We get on the moon, but we can't a little, take a dump in a suit." Uh, yeah, hey, we're offering yeah. a reward to uh, anyone out there that can figure this out for us because we're NASA, yeah. and we can't figure out how to get. That's what you're telling me, NASA. That's what they're. Hey, saying. I can solve it right now. Just get a little bit extra long tube, connect it to the suit, hook it up to a shop vac on the other end. Boom, problem solved. And that was one of the things that was that was considered was oh, a vacuum. Jesus Christ, was a vacuum. Duke, enter the space poop challenge. See, this is where I should be working. I'm for telling NASA. you. Here's the deal, and and you guys, it's worth thirty grand, man. So they, you know, there's a there's a there's a little cash involved here, right? Hey, how about uh, why don't they send out another thing? How do they prevent uh, astronauts from getting radiation sickness when they leave the atmosphere? Let's give that. Hey, public. Hey, Farmer Joe out there. I know you solved our poop problem. We got a radiation problem now. When our astronauts get out of the atmosphere, they tend to get pretty ill. Do you think it's $30,000 if you can figure this one out? You know, all of our money is subsidized by the freaking government. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, people. I'll tell you, there's there's two segments of the government that Fucking are extraordinarily NASA. good at wasting money. NASA's one of them. Can't believe NASA. Wow. I mean, ever. geez, you know, look at the battle that they had to try and create a pen that could write in zero gravity and 300 degrees. And, and then the Russians came up with a pencil. $30,000? That's all they're offering to? 30 grand. <laughs> yes. It's it's actually called Why don't they a offer space some real suit. money? So what it is, is it's, uh, they're asking the citizens to, to devise a space suit. For poop it's and like, waste management, then the winner can win thirty grand. This is like something you get out of a cereal box. Is NASA for real? I don't know, man, but I tell you what, I'm breaking out the shop vac and some plastic bags. <laughs> That's all. I Let's say. start working on that design right now. Yeah, I'm gonna start working. Put a little on this grinder tomorrow. bit right there at the beginning of it to make sure everything uh, doesn't get stuck, and you're good to go. So that's so that's one way for. Uh, Doesn't for NASA have like 200 scientists from MIT, <laughs> and they got to send out a they little uh, challenge to the public? This is true. This is true. Unbelievable. It's true. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to build a wall to Mexico. Give me a freaking break. Hey, I'm just trying to find you guys Christmas money here. That's all I'm trying to do. $30,000. Like, I solved your problem. I need half a million. I need a quarter of a million. <laughs> Take your 30000 and shove it in your NASA. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> and I also have another touching subject. Uh, touching. 
This is a very touching subject. Yeah, actually, this is. This I'm is, still pissed off about this whole. Uh, that's why. That's why I'm flipping it on here. We're gonna go do a, a little feel good situation since you guys are so mad at NASA. Thirty thousand dollars. Apparently, good there was Lord. a. That's like nine hundred dollar toilet seats at the Air Force requisition. Why? Why you guys are so mad at NASA? I didn't think. This was <laughs> go gonna, ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't think this was gonna happen. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm. Gonna, you know, I'm gonna write them a letter tomorrow. Like, <laughs> go west. Give me one second here. I'm writing this down. Dear idiots at NASA. I'm going to write this down. NASA, write angry email. All right. Got it. Man, you guys. Checked off my list. Oh, and I got uh, jury duty. You guys are like, you guys are like dealing with a bunch of two-year-olds. You know? (laughs) It's like my, it's my two-year-old cut his foot. He was over at his mom's house this weekend. So he's over at his mom's house. And for the people that don't really know my son, Wes does, absolutely they get along great. They love each other. But for the people who don't know my son, he's very he, he's very active. So his mom broke out the Christmas lights this weekend. And what did he do? She plugged him in, lit him up. First thing he thought he was going to do was going to go stomp him out. and end up cutting his feet all oh, up. Oh, God. Uh, I feel really bad for my son. But uh, it, it was kind of funny because it was something that I expected for him to do. And that's like you guys. You guys were just like trying to deal yeah. with like a couple, a couple two-year-olds. I'm a little upset. I got jury duty tomorrow, but we can go back to that. Anyway, what's your next? So, uh, anyways, my my happy f- message for everyone. Can we get some feel good music here? Yeah, yes, of course. We'll get some feel feel good music here. So, there's an 11 year old sixth grader from uh, Brooklyn. He's actually created this wonderful business. And what he does is he offers emotional support and advice for two dollars on Sunday. He does this every Sunday. At a subway station, and I can't remember the name of the, of the subway, but he makes on the average. So now, remember, this guy's this, this kid's 11, 11 years old. He's a sixth grader, and he's making on average about fifty bucks, fifty to sixty dollars every two hours. And he says he does it because he cares for people. He wants to help people, and apparently, people have made the comment that he's really affecting their life and making their life much better. Props to you, my brother. Props to you, my brother. Proud of you. What uh, town is this in? He's in Brooklyn. He's in New York. And, Brooklyn. I'm and surprised w- they haven't tried to hit him up for having a business license yet. Well, he only does it one day a week. He does it on Sundays. Uh, as far as parents, that's kind of a hard decision to make. Hey, do you want? You know, do you really want your 11 year old sitting down on subway station talking to people? But you know what? If it's working, why not? And if people are getting positive results, I'm all for it. Props to you, kiddo. Uh, I should have wrote down your name, and I didn't. But it's on the internet. Look it up. That sounds right like on. the dumbest thing. Yeah, that's ever very heard cool. It's nice to hear stories like that. I think that's hey, the most retarded thing I've ever he's, heard. In my life. He's doing good work. He's 11 years old, and he's tell he, tell me your insight taking, after your 11 years of being on this planet. Tell me how you're going to help out my life. Oh, it's going to cost me two dollars. Here you go. Well, what, what can he possibly I, tell I'm not, you? I'm not saying he's giving you the best information. Yeah, well, that's why he's only charging two bucks too. He he's trying. Come on, guy. He's trying. <laughs> I'm just angry tonight. You're pissed off, man. Yeah, I got jury duty, and I'm I'm irritated by it. I'm really not upset at the 11 year old kid. I, I care less, but uh, I'm just pissed off. I got to go do this jury duty thing. I know they're going to select me. I know I could be like, I've only served ju- jury duty outside of our universe. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not aware of Earth laws, but I'll do my best. <laughs> and I know they're still going to select me. I mean, I can go in there and give them. People say do racial slurs. I'm not going to do racial slurs, but. Uh, try and get anything to get out of the jury duty, and I, 
And then they start sending me hate mail because I haven't filled out their stupid quiz. I feel like, they feel like they're, they're NASA. You know, they're sending me their bullshit quiz, want me to fill out, like, you know, uh, are you able to serve? And what? there's, like, yes or no. I'd love to put no. Uh, and I know they're just going to call me next week and the week after that. Yeah. Well, they put it off a month, and then you do it again and again. again. Well, if you go in there and they actually refuse you and throw you out of the pool, then they won't bug you anymore. Or usually they won't. Yeah, right. If it's bad enough, to get you need, bodies. like, a, a shirt that says convict or something <laughs> like that. Isn't there some illegal aliens that could do this job? Yeah. <laughs> you would tell, tell them you're from Mars and, and uh, you believe that all the people are uh, lizard people up, lizard people in the audience. <laughs> I should go in there and go, hey, I'm the host of Sasquatch Chronicles. That yeah. should do it right there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, you're out of here. Watch it. I'll end up getting stuck talking to the prosecutor about some encounter he had. And I'll like 45 <laughs> Turns out minutes. the judge had a bad run in when he was eight. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it backfire on me. <laughs> You'll be doing shows from the courtroom for the next three yeah. months with all the people that have seen them. Well, I got, uh, I got, I got a few more things. I got one more thing that I was going to share with you guys. But you guys have anything you want to get out before, uh, before the end of the show or before we take a break? No, go ahead, man. I got Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Uber, everybody knows. You, you know who Uber is. Uh, Uber, Lyft, they're a car service that you can. That they've worked to work to where uh, they've provided an app or a computer service, whatnot, to where you can uh, call for a ride via cell phone. Uh, if you have internet service, or I believe you can actually call them, and someone in your area that's close to you will come pick you up and give you a ride. And the people, the person that gives you a ride, in, ends up getting paid for it. It's right. actually some people are doing this full time. This right. is what they do for their work. Well, apparently, in uh, San Francisco, California, Uber has launched a new a new car, which I'm not sure exactly what they call it, but uh, it's built by Uber. And what it is, it's an autonomous car. Um, are you familiar with, are you guys familiar with the Tesla cars that drive themselves that go through? And, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. They've been working on those for a few years now. I know they're real close. So this is kind of the same thing. What it is, is Uber's developed uh, pretty much, the, you know, it looks like kind of a ripoff of the Tesla model. And I'm not really sure if it's, if it's a software design that they're doing with the car where they've actually developed their own car. I don't know the full deal, deal details of it. I looked it up, but I couldn't really find it. But what they did, what they've been doing, is Uber has their cars out on the San Francisco highway, and they're being driven strictly by a computer. Now, they do have a person in the car that if something happens to where a person can take complete you know, control of the car over away from the computer, but California decided they'd reject it. They said, get the hell out of here. Uh, you don't have all the proper permits. I found it kind of yeah. I would imagine I found the it, paperwork in I found California it, would be horrendous. You should try it in a state like Wyoming or something. Well, the thing is, is is what and the reason why I brought this topic up is is this is the direction that we're heading with computer based models on cars driving themselves. And I don't feel that. Hey, look, if I'm driving down, if I'm driving down, uh, let's say L.A., I'm on the highway in L.A., and I have my kids in the car. I would rather be behind the wheel than behind, um, you know, Siri that's behind the wheel driving my car or, uh, you know, something like that. So, oh, not me. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Not I, me. I could see some instances where it would come in really handy, though. Like, you know, if you're at the bar and you get too tipsy and you still want to drive home, I'll just let the computer drive you home. And then how are they going to give you a DUI? No, not me. I, you know what? And if that day comes, You'll be lucky to find me with a pair of pants on in a car. I'll just go out there in my underwear and be like, Taco Bell, stat. Get me to Taco Bell. 
You'll be in the back seat smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I'll be in the back. About- I'll be drinking in the back seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> After a whole weight loss challenge thing goes through, I'm gonna be drinking in the back seat, in my underwear, and be like, "Talk about stat." Yeah. <laughs> Get to it, it got rejected. Uh, they said, "You know what? What it is is Uber actually didn't have the proper permits to where Tesla went through a rigorous uh, inspection, and they had to prove that it was a, the, all the safety issues were put into play. Uber didn't do that. They decided to go out and." Be like Donald Trump and be her own, go out and just do it in one day. But anyways, I found it interesting. I probably wouldn't do it until, you know. I would. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's coming. you got to wonder if, you know, in, in the future when you're going down the freeway at 70 miles an hour and most of the people are letting the computers run their car, are you going to feel safer or more endangered? Imagine the road rage. Ram him, Uber. Run, yeah. run son of a yeah. bitch. Get the, he get just the cut F me out of my way. <laughs> People are road raging in the yeah. back seat and Uber's driving. <laughs> I said ram him, Siri. Uh, yeah, Siri. What are you doing? And you have to swipe your card and pay Uber extra to get him to go after him and road rage on him. Hey, did you guys hear uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor died today? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I didn't Alan, even know she was Alan, still alive. Alan my Thick, God. Alan Thicke died. Uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor died. Nine, she was 99 years old. She's gone. She's worth 40 million bucks. Is that it? Yeah. Wow, I thought she'd be worth way more. She's a big gold digger, dude. Yeah, I just. I'm sorry, she's gone. Rest in peace. Well, back when she was earning money, that was a lot. Rest in peace, Shaja. But I'm sorry you're gone. Rest in peace. I'm sorry you're gone, but uh, she's a real piece of garbage. But oh, by the way, rest in peace. No, I got. I actually have some facts to back up how I feel about her. She's she's been married up to eight times. Did you guys know that? She had eight eight marriages. Yeah. That we know of. Somehow not surprised. 40 million, she's worth 40 million bucks. She was a huge actor in the 60s, and I didn't. Uh, I actually forgot about it, that she was a uh, part of the Batman show in the 60s. Yeah. She made a lot of I money. I was like Duke. I thought she was dead already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know she was still alive. I was you, under the impression that she had gone like 10 years ago. Hell, man. All you, of course, it, it could just be uh, the Mandela effect. You guys are so screwed. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to hell. Anything else? Well, thank you both, you guys. Thanks, Wes. Thanks for Duke for uh, joining the new podcast. Man, I couldn't do it without you guys, especially since I don't have a voice and I'm not as entertaining as Wes. But uh, thank you, Wes, for being here, Duke. Uh, again, I want to thank you, man. Your insight and your wisdom and your knowledge is always appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and you are welcome, my friend. You yeah. are welcome. Thanks, brothers. It's always fun to you're, talk with you guys. You were talking to me, right? <laughs> I, you're I, you're welcome. I, yeah. He, Hey. Your knowledge and wisdom, also well, Wes, is also uh, you know intuitive to the You're show. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for the Taco Bell tonight, brother. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, thank you. And I think uh, when we come back, <laughs> we come back. Are we gonna? Hey, happy. Hold on. Before before we close out, I want to say happy holidays to you, Wes. Happy holidays to you, Duke. Uh, happy holidays, fellas. Merry Christmas, Thanks, you guys. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year's, right? Uh, do you guys want to do that? Hey, I want to send out a special thank you to Mary Fabian for the sure. really nifty patch that she sent me for Christmas. Thanks, Mary. That's awesome. Well, Mary, thank you for the nifty pa- nifty packs. I'm not sure what you sent, Duke. Patch. Oh, patch. I thought you said packs. Yeah. Well, thank you, yeah, She runs Pennsylvania Bigfoot Project, and she just got patches made up for it, and they're really sweet looking, and oh, she so sent me one. How come so I didn't get one? So they're Bigfoot patches? Yeah. Yeah, really cool. What the hell? If anybody yeah. wants a really cool Bigfoot patch, man, what go the buy hell? one. What the hell, Mary? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mary, for the. <laughs> thank you very much, Mary, for sending Duke yeah. the patch yeah. of Bigfoot. Uh, all, yeah. all of the admins on her site got them. Yeah. All the admins on the site got them. <laughs> Not like I don't run the biggest can we get, Bigfoot show. There. Hey, can you get Mary on the phone? You need to just join the admin team, guys. That's all, and then she'll send you one. <laughs> well, thank you, Mary. Uh, 
Yeah, thanks, Mary. <laughs> thanks for the patches. You guys, I don't know if we'll get back together before the holidays are over. Uh, I would like to, if you guys are down, we'll talk about that after the show. And I think on the next show, uh, we'll do a little Antarctica update, and we're going to hold Duke to that. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of strange stuff that's he, been happening in Antarctica to talk, talk to you guys about. Yeah, he's got new juicy stuff on Antarctica. Wes, yep, yep. I, I don't know what exactly what he's going to talk about. He's still pissed off at NASA, so we'll probably have a <laughs> he'll probably have a NASA uh, you know a NASA poop update. challenge update. So we'll hold West <laughs> to the poop challenge update, and uh, we'll also do the weigh in on the next show. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight on uh, Renegade Radio. This is Woody signing out with Wes and Duke. Uh, if we don't hear from you on the next, you know, before the holidays, Happy New or Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. Yep, joyful holiday to everybody out there. Love you guys. And be safe. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show.